Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Austin, I think timing is everything. Start the rebuild, burn it all down. <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Because I, w- I was thinking about doing a podcast. I was like, let's do it on Tuesday. Uh, and then I thought to myself, well, wait, why would we do it? And then the Raptors game happened. Like, I didn't feel like that was necessary. Yeah. And then we were going to do one after the Leafs loss in game seven. But then I said, let's wait. <laughs> oh, boy. As... As said, timing we is everything. We decided to wait to talk about the Leafs' crippling playoff loss and had a lovely little nugget dropped in our laps on Tuesday night. Excuse me, I had to think about this. Today Tuesday. Wednesday? Uh, today, well, as we're recording it, today is the days, Wednesday. The days are just lo- I'm losing yeah. track. Um, Toronto sports just murders your soul every single day, so it's hard to keep track of when it happens because yeah. it's so often. <laughs> I think I think Richard's tweet after that loss was probably the best way to describe how Toronto sports fans feel. We should probably get a pulse check on Richard and just see if he's still, you know, with us. I think he is. I would assume so, but he's he's, he's too busy working. Uh, crippled inside <laughs> a nine to five job. That's the issue. Boy, well, making money. But okay, so. I decided today I wanted to start with Raptors first. We're usually we're all about Leafs first, but this was the team that many okay, not everyone, but I will say many, the majority feel like this is the team that can get over the curse and the hump of what we call the Toronto how we even call it, the Toronto sports curse, the just the inability for a Toronto sports team to Okay, close enough, but um (laughs) Like we'll we'll come up with a better name. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we got some time to figure it out. Yeah. Hopefully, like probably Ho- a whole summer. Hopefully, hopefully more. T- hopefully, not having to come up with it sooner rather than later. If but they don't, if they don't figure it out soon, then we're gonna have a whole summer. Okay, to think so, about l- what the l- name. so as we're recording, this is Wednesday, and the Raptors were, I, f- I mean, there was some issue. Like it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch because Cleveland was able to find its way back, but the fourth quarter was just. They were four minutes away from beating Cleveland, which... And changing the narrative altogether. If I'm not mistaken, they were swept by Cleveland last time they played them in the yep. playoffs, yeah? Swept them and weren't even close. Yeah. Uh, had a chance to do something that they didn't do the last time they played them. Four minutes to go. I couldn't remember what their lead was at the time. 
I think it was 10 points. Probably about. They, they had, I think it was like 92, 82 or something After like the that. first quarter, they were hovering at close to 20. No, actually. No, it was, I think, 15. It was, it was, yeah, because Cleveland was starting yeah. to. It was like 33-19 the, the first quarter, I think. Yeah. Something around that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, it's fun, uh, fun little concept, you know, hitting shots, the basis of what the game of basketball is built around. Yeah, the Raptors didn't want to do that. And it's just like, I, I just wondered, it wasn't even that they weren't hitting threes. They weren't even hitting shots in the paint. Like, Yak, I was saying Jakob Pertl didn't have a shot, a field goal all game. He had a couple really bad blown layups in that game, too. Yeah. He had one where he was wide open on a backdoor cut. I think it was yeah. maybe Van Vliet or DeLon, I'd like to say, passed it to him. I think it was Van Vliet. I think I know great, what you're Great about. find on a backdoor cut, and he just missed. And maybe he had some pressure. I don't, I'm don't. i not the man. I couldn't tell you. But. And, and then you have JV, who was, I think, was the best Raptor on the court. If, you'll, if Jonas Valanciunas is the guy that has to win you a basketball game, there's something going wrong with your team. See, he's the type of but, guy that can get you started. Yep. He's not the guy that I want to finish, finish it. Because Dwayne Casey doesn't trust him in the he's end the of type the game. Of, I mean, the Raptors want to go three for three with the Cavs. It's not going to happen. The Cavs are just better. They have JR. They have Kyle Korver. Those are two guys that literally wouldn't be in this league if they couldn't shoot three-pointers. Yeah. You have Kevin Love, who when he's hot, and he was not he in was that game. He was not. He, was, he, he had such a hard he, time he with JV. He couldn't buy a basket. And JV had him had him looking sideways for most of the game, just because well, they, they said during the broadcast. Uh, I think it was I think it was Leo Armstrong said um, he's just they were trying to lure the Raptors into not playing Valanciunas by playing a small lineup. Love at the five, yeah. but that just makes it easier for Kevin Love's not a good defender. No, uh, even he, when he's guarding his position, they they were trying and like he couldn't hit he couldn't hit his three shots that he was no. usually making. Like it, that's they, the one thing. If you're playing small ball, you have to have a stretch four or five on the yeah. floor and, and be that. able to hit those threes and make Valanciunas pay because he can't get out on the perimeter. No, and if he gets out on the perimeter, then he's vulnerable to the drive. Exactly. So Kevin Love had to do it, and he didn't. Thank God that you have Kyle Korver. You think anyone would be saying that sentence in these playoffs? That's true. And then you look at I mean we haven't even brought up LeBron James yet. Yeah, apparently one of one of the worst games he's ever played, I think was the quote. I think not one of the better games he's played against the Raptors. He's had way better performances like in terms yeah. of points compared to what he did against Indiana where he took the team on his back. But this is where LeBron was passive the entire game. Yeah, so I that was the point I was going to make is that he was not looking to do it himself. Well, no, because he had to do it himself in Game 7 against Indiana, and that's the only reason the Cavs are playing right now. See, what happened was the Raptors were allowing him to... Like, OG, I think, played a pretty good game against o- OG them. and Pascal did a good job. The they issue then off. was that the switch-offs... Where there was one, I think, DeMar got in OG's way of defending LeBron for no good reason. Like... Lack of communication help, there. Help but. defense is great in sports. I know it well because lacrosse is sort of like basketball. Yeah. In the sense that you have that five-on-five five offense and defense with picks and whatnot. Help defense is great. The Raptors overhelped on many occasions that led to three-pointers. Exactly. And not just not just three-pointers. Like, J.R. Smith had a chance to set his feet, eat an entire dinner. And he's, and and he's the type of shot. guy that will drain them. He was the type of guy that was hitting shots with a guy in his jersey last night. Yeah. You don't want to give him that much time. It's just 
LeBron knows that if your if your goal is to double him, he's gonna make you he's you're gonna get beat by someone else. Yeah. He feels confident enough to pass it off. Corver and J.R. Smith were the two guys. Yeah. Um. So the Raptors. The Raptors. That's the, other... the first. I guess that's the first thing is yeah. don't is if you're gonna lose to LeBron, make LeBron beat you. Make LeBron beat you. Yeah. He was, I think. One for eight from three or something like that? He was ice cold from three. Well, because he, he was doing that thing where he hits like 12 jab steps and tries to get the defender off him and then yeah. tries to pop it. And LeBron's deadly. Like, he, he, he doesn't even hit net most of the time. Like, it's just pure, his shot. It goes down. It's not rattling around in the hoop if yeah. he hits it. But, I mean, if you had told me before that game that LeBron would be held to under 30 points... Which I believe he was. Yeah, twenty-three. I, I think it was twenty-three points. If LeBron was held to under thirty points, which hasn't happened a lot in these playoffs. He's been in this season, honestly. Like yeah. LeBron had to score forty-five in Game Seven just for the Cavs to win by less than ten. Yeah, they only won by. Look, this is where I'm not of the panic mode yet. Nope. It was one point. Yeah. That game could have easily been won in that final 10 seconds, which... <laughs> With the 12 tips that they had at the ball? I mean, and Jonas, I think he realized he made a mistake in not trying to get the ball down and then put Just it in. putting it up, yeah. He thought he didn't have the time, so the tipping was a better job. But what was with... And I know DeRozan is trying to turn over a new leaf and not trying to do it himself, which I'm okay with. Yeah, it's But is Van Vliet the guy you want? Van Vliet healthy is the guy I want. I'm not convinced he's healthy. I I don't know. From what I saw from like, there was uh, I think it was Josh Lundberg tweeted out that the medical staff was looking at his shoulder during a break. Yep, the entire commercial break. I mean, he's playing through something. It's obvious. So why is he the one taking a long range three? Why isn't it Kyle Delon? Right, made one not too long before that point. The one that really hurt the Raptors, I think, was CJ. Had that wide open three, all the, the same thing as J.R. Smith had all the time in the world and, he's, and he's, rushed it. And he was one of the better three. Him and Kyle were the best three point shooters. Yeah. Serge Ibaka was just like I don't know what like he just has these games and he's and he's usually better when he's rested, and he wasn't. He didn't play a whole lot, and that's for a good reason because Pascal was more effective. OG was more effective. Like he was guarding LeBron. Yeah. At times when he was out there, there have been games where yes, he has been important. But I, when in the summer, when in the off season, when they brought him back, I said, I don't like this. He he just I know I understand that there's the reputation of him as a good defender. He's not the same player he used to be. He's getting older. Yeah, guys are gonna start, and he's not he's not a bum by any means. No, definitely not. He's, he's worth his money because he blocks everything. Yeah, it's sure to get him in the paint and. He's, I don't know. It's just, you aren't going to pay Bismack Biombo that money. I'd rather pay Serge Ibaka that money. Yeah. Is Bismack making like $17 million a season now with Orlando or something crazy? $16 million? Uh, He's yeah, got like Mozgov I, money and he's I wouldn't be on the paying bench. him that much. But at the same time, you're going to have to pay other guys. And that contract, that Serge contract is going to be a bit of a crutch. Yeah. I mean, then that just means he has to be better. Um, I mean, ideally you'd want CJ taking that shot because he's the three-pointer. He's sorry. He's the three-point shooter. He is the three-pointer guy. guy. They brought in to be the three-point shooter. Yes, he's the guy that you want with that shot. But it seems like he's better at hitting contested shots than he is. I mean, there's just it's what ifs, honestly. And we've gone over this before. Is like, what if this happened? What if the bounce went that way? It's 
They lost. Yeah. Do you call it a choke job? I sure wouldn't think it's anything other than that. Yeah. Uh, it's just we've come to expect it with Toronto teams. It's like it was that close. And we were saying in our group last night, as soon as it went to overtime, we're like, they're probably going to drop this game. Because cause Cleveland is just like, yeah, we didn't play well, but we can still you win You played this. better than the Raptors down the stretch, and that's what mm-hmm. matters. It doesn't matter how you start, and the Raptors started very well. It matters how you finish, and especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, that's No, and there's no argument to that. Um, also, they have scored 38 in the second quarter, which is not Yeah, good. that was not good either. It's um, just runs, and the Raptors didn't. The reason I didn't think the Raptors would win once it got to overtime is they didn't hit a single shot in the last four minutes of the fourth. It's you, We didn't think – I think it was more we weren't convinced that the mentality of this group was going to be able to get over it. And it feels like – I mean, just looking after DeMar, at DeMar's comments post game, he, he's like, we have to act like, like a-holes. Yep. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what well, Cleveland plays a psychological game along with, you know – to try to throw you off, uh, to throw a pl- team off their game, <laughs> they don't just try to beat you on the court. They try to beat you off the court too. It no, your nobody bench player in a gray suit goes after your global ambassador. That's the way they play. <laughs> Shout out Kendrick Perkins one time. Way to not play and still talk. Yeah, that was. Uh, Anyhow, he, he had Drake rattled. I've never seen Drake rattled like that. Yeah, well, but my my theory is. Don't be talking smack if you're in a suit and not injured. And I wrote that in our group. Mm-hmm. You're a bum. You were brought in as a body. Don't talk. Yeah, it's it, it wasn't. You're, you're literally a cheerleader. Just sit on the sideline and clap when LeBron hits threes and wins your team a championship. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Well, I mean. C.D. Osmond does a good job of it. He doesn't touch the floor. At the same time, Drake is not supposed to actually be doing that stuff either. No. But I mean, I understand what Drake Drake was, and he was livid last night. From like what I was list hearing uh, post game, is he was yeah. ready to go to Larry Tannenbaum and complains like you have you. It comes with the territory of being on the court. Yeah, you uh, that close exactly the same thing with Drake. If you want to talk, and he was talking to LeBron last night, he was talking to John Wall before in the last yeah. series. It comes with the territory. You want to sit courtside and talk your shit, then this is what's going to happen. And Kendrick Perkins, as much as I say he may be a nobody, he's in that situation. I mean, he's obviously not a nobody. He's playing in the NBA, but he's on the floor. He's a player. He's entitled to say whatever the hell he wants. He's not some fan walking up to you and talking. No, that's true. So I just I, rem- I just remember when people thought um, – Everyone thought that the whole Drake thing was a bit much. I like it. I like him at courtside. I think, I think if you're work, if you're playing in that in that environment, be prepared for it because that's yeah. how that's how it is. It's never basketball's always been like that too. Yeah. So studio gangsters, man. Yeah, all the time. A bunch of words, not a lot of action. What? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my reasons why I'm I think they can pull it together. I'm gonna give you my reasons why I don't think they can pull it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to hear yours first, though. Why do you think the Raptors won't be able to get the job done and get back into the series? Um, I think I I talked about it last night when we were just texting back and forth. It's like that 
the out of the timeout when they had the five second call and the Cavs got possession back and I believe they hit a three off of that. Probably. I think it was Corver or Kevin Love hit a three. I sort of just said this is like the Raptors as a whole, like the history of their franchise summed up in one play. Mm-hmm. I I love Dwayne Casey and he's should be considered coach of the year, but he might have the most unimaginative play calls of all time out of a timeout. It's Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan with the ball. It's an ISO with a crap pick from Valanciunas. And that's it. And that's what they were. They were looking for somebody. Nobody was open. And you, even if you throw it away, you simply can't just have nothing, not even an inbound off a five-second uh, five call off a timeout. Yeah, That's inexcusable, especially in the playoffs. Game one, that's inexcusable. Game whatever this is, 90-something. Yeah, no, I totally uh, agree. Uh, my thing is... Sorry, 89. Yes. I had to think about that for a sec. <laughs> yeah, to do the math. Yeah. We're not supposed to be doing math. It's, it's, no, it's why I'm in journalism and sports media in general, so I'm not good at it. This is this is my issue. Can this Raptors team win in Cleveland? They've come nope. close. Nope, not a chance. Indiana's done it. I don't know how... Indiana you, did a lot of things that the Raptors didn't do. I don't know how... I mean, I know in in hockey, film is every almost everything in the way in in football too. Like, film is everything. How teams play, how you can try to pick up their tendencies. How did they not look at that Indiana Pacers series and see how Indiana was able to win, even at times when LeBron was great? Not even it's not even limiting LeBron. It's just his he literally his team is run off of give LeBron the ball and stand around and wait for LeBron to feed you a great A chance. LeBron draws the defense in and his teammates stand around and wait for him to tell them what to do. Yeah. The team runs off LeBron. Ty Lue, I'm just convinced is there because they need a guy standing on the sideline. I don't think he does anything still <laughs> or not as much as LeBron. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm sort of just, it's it doesn't because you've seen this story before. Yeah, you, we don't like the ending. No, and it's the ending that everyone doesn't want to believe is going to happen. But let's be honest with ourselves here; it's probably going to happen. It's a star-driven league. LeBron's getting the calls, regardless of if the Raptors. <laughs> the good thing that the Raptors did last night is they made the refs call fouls on the Cavs. Mm-hmm. They weren't relying on crap opportunities and crying for calls. They yeah. went into the paint and they drew them. Yeah, and they stopped doing that. Yep. But I think what makes the Raptors, and I think this is going to be the key for them to getting back into it, is playing a faster up-tempo game. Yeah, they slowed down in the last four minutes. And it's they just, got, were they tired? Maybe. I don't. But, but LeBron was tired, right? Yeah. But that's but LeBron is fine at, at slowing the game down. LeBron's full of crap. He's not tired. <laughs> He's not. Like, I played on. 47 minutes last night. He's not tired. Let's, let's be real here. He's not tired. Let's, let's cool that. But... Yeah, I, I think part of it's mental. Yep. I think the pressure got to them, and it, you need someone on that on that team. And Kyle did it at one point in overtime where he made that great drive to, for the layup and got the three-point play. You need a guy like that to say to the team, look, we got this. Yeah. But last year that was not the case. Like, well, where's, where's DeMar? 
He's your MVP. He had he made some shots. He made he made some shots. Yeah, he, he didn't make he didn't make shots. the shots you need him to make. That's yeah. true. But he was t- he was trying to get from the three, and it's like if it's, if it's not going out for you after the second try. But I know Demar is supposed it. to be this like new remade player with this three point shot. Demar has been a mid range star for his entire career. Yeah, he backs a player down and then hits that. He's also really good at using that spin move and driving yep, to the lane. That's exactly. His, that's his bread and butter. He should be using it more. He should be. Because who's he matched up on? I don't think it was LeBron last night. LeBron no. was on Ky- or Kyle. LeBron was on Kyle or OG, depending yeah, on the matchup. matchup. But, Kyle down the stretch. Um, I think it was Tristan Thompson was on uh, oh, DeMar. God, that's even worse. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Tristan Thompson. How must it feel to come back to your home city? And get and booed get and get booed and have and, a Chloe chant start when you're shooting free throws. That must feel great. Oh well, he, it's not like he didn't do it himself, huh? He uh, <laughs> he spent a lot of time watching hockey. I'm assuming during his time in Brampton and Toronto as a whole because he was very hockey like in his uh, interview last night. Well, it's, team he effort, was pucks indeed. He was prepared. Guys for it. did well. <laughs> well, Ian Nielsen knows he was what how, what's going on around him too. Well, I'd expect something just for basketball because there's usually there's so many outrageous quotes and trash talk, like the Kelly Oubre mm-hmm. and DeLon Wright thing. That was great. Outrageous. So dumb. But, again, where where is that? Where is some of that fire, that passion, and just the, making those plays? Because nobody's going to go after LeBron because you can't flap LeBron. If yeah. somebody could, it would have been done already True. in his career. Lance Stevenson tried. He laughed it off when he blew in his ear. That was still weird. It's <laughs> extremely weird. The guy's a weird dude. Yeah. But, I mean, it works for him. So, who's who's there to blame? He's making his money because mm-hmm. he's weird and gets yeah. in guys' heads. I'm very curious to see how game two goes because I think if I, – I do think if the Raptors – If the Raptors go down, down 2-0, oh, it's probably a sweep. No, I wouldn't say a sweep. I wouldn't say a sweep either, but, but if I, they, they need to win this next game. This is the biggest – I I would say it's, it's hard the to say the game. biggest game in the franchise's history tomorrow. Or tomorrow, yeah. Again, they, they, they could played, totally They played them in the conference final, so that was big games. But that was also not this team. They no. were not the one seed. No. This is, I believe I've seen it on Twitter, this is a franchise-defining series, these next seven games. Six For games. a lot of guys, it is. For the city. Yeah. If they can't beat the Cavs, they might no, as well just... No other no other media outlet is ever going to give the Raptors the benefit of the doubt. Like, no. Bart, like, Charles... You... Two, when we played the Cavs in the final in the conference finals a couple of years ago, you think you would have seen Charles Barkley? He didn't. No. No. They and Charles the, Barkley is hanging on by a thread right now with yep. his support. Oh yeah, because he's who bets on on the somebody Raptors. other than LeBron? Nobody. Nobody. And that's what that's what Shaq was doing. I think Kenny Smith. He's he wanted to he wanted to sway away. It's it's yep. too hard. So I mean. Steph's back for the Warriors now. I do you not believe that the Warriors Cavs again could happen? I believe it. I think the Warriors can beat the Rockets no problem. Yeah. Um and if LeBron gets past the Raptors it's over. That's just take him to the final. Cuz the Celtics and the Sixers they're not beating LeBron. Yeah. If the deepest the team with the deepest roster in the NBA can't beat LeBron, then nobody's beating LeBron. Except maybe the Warriors. Yeah. All right. So 
going from one demoralizing team to one that just takes your heart. Sit on my couch, David. Let's talk. The one that takes your heart. Not even here. Your hopes and dreams get some high up just for it to fall crashing down. Toronto FC? No, well, that game. That was pretty heartbreaking. That was was pretty heartbreaking, too. I won't lie. Let's be honest here. Everyone, at least I, after game seven with the Leafs, was like, what was it? Like maybe two hours after the TFC game ended? The TFC game ended two hours after because it was a 9 p.m. start. So it was like maybe 10 p.m. And it was like. The initial rage from like I, I stopped watching the game after the Pasternak goal. Everyone I knew was, was just done. like, "Leaf fans, don't worry. TFC's got got you yeah, covered. <laughs> we got it. You got us. Don't worry. TFC. It's a Toronto sports team. They don't got us. There's gonna they're gonna find the worst possible way to lose of anything. And of course they did. And of course it was glorious. But what I'm trying to say here is they were like you were just sort of calming down after the Leafs lost and like thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, I'll watch the I'll watch the football game. We'll just see how it goes. The match, excuse me, I'm still getting my my soccer terms right. <laughs> um, and I'll calm down, and hopefully TFC can pull out something. And if they don't, then they were almost down. did. Yeah, they were down on aggregate. No I mean, team, no team wins in Mexico. I've been told up until <laughs> TFC. And even the, sorry, they didn't even win. They technically won. They won the game, they but they didn't. They lost, and I am so <laughs> surprised. I'm not that a championship like that. Does not even go to extra time. Oh, that yeah, yeah, that's dumb and that's ridiculous. Like, almost like the Rafters. I think it was Delgado. Uh, no, Delgado scored. Who is no? Delgado, oh, Delgado missed in the last missed minute. Wide open. He yeah, did he exactly it. what JV did. Was thought he didn't have the time and, and rushed skied it. it and rushed it over the net. <laughs> And I knew, that would have that would have made like him that, an absolute hero in it Toronto as well. It would have. He would have gone down in history. It would have for soccer in Canada, of course. Oh, just soccer in general. That's the first time an MLS side would have gone into Mexico and won. Yeah, and the first time an MLS, I believe the Champions League, the first time they won Champions League, he yeah. would have gone down as a hero in MLS history. Yeah, so. even though he's still young and he has a ton of career ahead of him, like that would have cemented his legacy this early, and then. I mean, I love Jonathan Osorio because he's a local kid, but I pretty much was reserved to the fact that he was going to miss that free kick or penalty kick. Yeah. Man. And then Michael Bradley is just Michael Bradley. I mean, yeah, he did it in the MLS Cup. He did. Eh. So what are you going to do? All right. I mean, oh, one thing about that game. Go ahead. I, I feel like it may have been a different outcome if Josie didn't get injured in the last couple minutes. Because they did take him on. That's true. But Tossi and Ricketts is, is yeah, good, good in those situations. But who do you want taking penalties? Well, yes, that's true. Um, One of the best strikers in the club's history or a guy that's just come on. He, however good Tosin is. Yeah. I'd rather have Joe. Jo- Joe Vaco kind of, uh, as an Italian, when I see any Italian <laughs> going up for a penalty kick, my heart was already up. And then he... Let's be honest. He's no Zaza, so... Oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, Italy. As I said, Italy could have used a guy like Joe. I mean, I'm a big West Ham supporter in the Prem, and uh, yeah, we had Zaza for a bit, and I didn't. Just getting into it with the with the soccer, I didn't know what Zaza had done in the Euro. It was the Euros, right? Yeah, yeah, not good. Boy, Today is just reliving nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> there will be pain. I think that's what Mike Babcock was talking about. Was this very podcast, especially for us? Man, you know what? It's where just... do you want to start? After seeing game one between Let's run Jake Boston, Gardner out of town right now. 
we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> before before I get to that though, just seeing game one between Tampa and Boston, what they did to Tampa in that third period. Okay, Boston, it wasn't Boston's just the Leafs. Good. Yeah, that top line. But I think it's almost it's exactly the same situation where you're up and then something inside just says, I, I don't know if we can do this. That's what I think the Leafs went through. Jake Gardner, I will say, periods one and two, it doesn't matter how bad he was. He had a chance to rewrite in the third period. And Brian Burke was told, was right and saying that Jake put too much on himself. Yep. That is where someone, either on the bench, during the intermission, failed to get him back into the game, his head back into the game. Because he made the same mistakes where he was just throwing the puck out blindly or just throwing those stretch passes that were Boston easily knew were coming and picked off. And didn't get off for the change, and then ended up in the back of the net. Somebody did not go to Jake and says, "This is Game Seven. You need to stop that." You, I understand that in Game Seven you want to push, but there's be difference between pushing the play and being dumb, and it was dumb. Yep, well, at least played themselves out of a win there. So not just Jake, yeah. as it's been no, said. It's it's not just him. Look, the Leafs curled up in a ball and died in that third period. And and again, I under and I understand also the people that are defending Jake. You know what? I was on Jake before after the game ended. But you also understand. You also we also understand that it's there's the fan part of me that says, "Boy, he just cost the team a couple times." That mm-hmm. he, it's not all on him. Let's be honest. It, we have to stop thinking that way. The last goal that DeBras scored, that's a stop. Excuse me, a solvable puck. It is. It was a again not a great decision on his part. I that was that was a bad turn. It was. Sight. And Mark Savard, I think Mark Savard was the one that was putting it out on Twitter sure, about that. Savvy. Um. Yeah, it 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 all comes down to in those moments where Toronto had the four three lead. My back it's... Bob Carey looked at his bench and said. I don't have the same thing Boston has to keep this lead from getting away from us. You, the Leafs were hoping that Freddie would stand in his head again. You can't expect. No, you can, that's not a reasonable there's a difference, expectation. There's a difference between standing on your head and just making the the knee, the saves that you need to make. For Mike Babcock all season, it's been not can the defense bail me out here and if the forwards don't outscore what the defense can't stop. Mm-hmm. It's been... Can Freddie steal us this game? He's had to do it in game four, game three. I'm, I've completely uh, blocked the series out of my mind. When he made that huge paddle save, was it game three? Game three, yeah, game three. Um, he did it in game six. He did it in game five. What do you want from the game? guy? He was pitching what an an under ninety save percentage, let, and was playing out of his mind in me, situations at least needed him. Let me also point to another team, the Nashville Predators. I will say yes. The seven, the, the recent loss was a bit of – let's take that one away. Pecorino has not been the savior. He's not been playing – he hasn't been playing lights out. Has that stopped them? Well, let's – No. Let's call it for what it is here. Tuka Rask – excuse me. Tuka Rask wasn't a world beater either. He wasn't. He looked bad. 
And what? And did the Leafs make him pay for it? No. For the first four goals, they did. After that, and they stopped shooting. But Boston also understood that they needed to help their goalie. Yep. If your goalie is not making the saves you need him to make, as a player, you need to say, "Oh, I need to support him better." Then I need yep. to. You need help. to show up as a team, and you do the the explanation or the reasoning. I think I'm. That's the word I'm looking for. You don't... Curling up into a ball is not how you help your goalie. Nope. That just gets him shelled with more shots. Not being able to clear a puck is not how you help that the is, that was the That was the crutch. Not being able to clear the zone efficiently enough to take the pressure off. And the Leafs did that against Boston too, though. On, on, they, they, let's be they, honest. I, I mean, if you want to talk about Lou, just retiring or not retiring, excuse me. Not, uh, not coming back as the GM. Brandon Shanahan making that decision. And I wrote as much on Twitter. As much as Thomas Bukanich has shown that he is a helpful contributor to this team in this playoff series, why do you spend a second-round pick on a fourth-line center when you could help your decor and possibly avoid this? Imagine if they didn't sign, if they didn't trade for Bukanich... Dominic Kadri, Moore looked really good in that series. Kadri didn't get suspended. It's a whole different series. I think this Kadri suspension cost at least game two. At least game two. Yeah. Uh, game three, obviously they won. Game four, could have used Kadri. Um, no lie. <laughs> Just insert game here, could have used Kadri. You can't, they was, especially like, Pittsburgh, I think, had the same thing happen with Malcolm being out. I think they won game one. Okay. We also have Derek Broussard, who is, I think, a way better applicant. Sidney Crosby, who's kind of okay. And this is the point I was going to get to. We look at Thomas Buchanan, we look at Kadri. There's one guy who just did not have the series that he needed to have. They, They were one stoppage away from Patrick Marlowe playing center for the rest of the series. That's true. They were Placanich or more going down away. Mm-hmm. Um, but Austin Matthews, I I hate to be the guy that's saying it was like he did not he did not show up in the way that he needs to. I'm hoping that part of it was the injuries. I don't. I just hope it's not mental because if Babcock's co- comments in the locker room cleanup says much Matthews was frustrated and he couldn't get him out of it yeah and if you I mean if you're gonna get rattled you're just not gonna play the same way you are and let me let me be the one to bring this up because I I wasn't working that day but I got I saw the tweet from Sportsnet about the Matthews Babcock relationship stuff yeah and people like oh this is a load of crap Kiprios doesn't know what he's talking about Kiprios wasn't the only one that thought that. Some people may it's have. It's not something you just throw out. Yeah, I mean, it, he he saw he look. He's watching the game just hey like guys, everyone Babcock else. Lost Matthews. Huh? What do you all think? It's not something no. you just throw out. It's from so, experience. Yeah, he looked at how Matthews was playing, and I saw it too. That you see it after a shift or on the bench when he's just blowing, like you know. I can't. I'm trying to visualize, but like when he's, when you have that frustrated like look on your face, you're just like you try to like physically venting, fi- yeah, venting y- yourself. That that is on 
a the the player to try to sort it out. But as a young player, with when you're a coach with a young player, you have to you have to put him in a situation where he can get better. Connor Brown, it worked in game. I think what was that game five? Game five, he scored yeah. that goal on his doorstep. Yeah, great goal by Connor Brown. Yeah. Notice the one thing Babcock never did to get Matthews going. Marner. Never put him with Mitch Marner. He did it only once this season, and they that scored. was when Matthews was going through that scoring slump, and Matt Martin played on that line too, if we don't forget. <laughs> I remember that. Remember that? <laughs> Boy. Um, that well, that'll be an all-time You know what? Great. But I also... I also that, f- look, can we just appreciate for a sec? That'll be an all-time great Leafs line. Matthews, Can Martin, also, also, People, I mean, the only thing I probably kept Matt Martin from being in that lineup was, like, foot speed stuff, but I thought Matt Martin could have played up to snuff with some of what Boston was showing. No. I wouldn't I mean, have put him in the lineup. I over. wouldn't have put him in the expense of an Andreas Janssen or any of those guys, but in terms of effectiveness, JVR didn't have the playoffs he should have had. He probably yeah. lost well, a team. That's the risk you take. It is. Because he put up a ton of goals, people he thought he'd make it to forty by the end of the season. I I thought that would have been maybe possible. But then it, he he was turning it on at the wrong time. That was the issue. So, like, why? And I'm I can't think of the reason why. But why why wasn't that a consideration of putting Matt Marner with Matthews? Matt Martin with Matthews. Sorry, Marner. Marner. Oh my God. Matt say, Marner. They're Marner. the same person now. I'm thinking of that intact commercial. One being after yeah. that intact commercial, I'm like, <laughs> um, you wish you were this stylish. Exactly. Um, but why wasn't that considered? Why? Why do you? That's a great shirt on Matt Martin, by the way. That's just mm. side. Um, Your top player was not performing at the level he should have. Clearly overwhelmed by the matchups. Marner was, I think, the best forward on that Leafs in that series. Yeah, and. Was it maybe Babcock didn't trust to put Matthews with Marner? He didn't want to have two guys slumping or think, just having that division of not having them all at the same line? I think Babcock's stubborn to a degree yeah. with his lines, and for good reason. I mean, when you got Kadri back in there, they let's be honest with ourselves, Marner, Kadri, and Marlowe was the best line down the stretch, I think. Marner, mm-hmm. or Matthews, and Nylander did their stuff, but like just general play. Those guys played big defensive minutes against top lines because Kadri and Marlowe had their assignments. I mean, they played well. I Marlowe scored the first two goals in Game Seven for the Leafs. That was in the and Marner was a big reason for one of them. Yep, Marner and you put him with. It's just again, what if, what if Marner was with Matthews? I mean, it just the rest of the line suffer if Marner is not with Kadri but, and Marlowe. But then look, but you take Marner off that line with Marlowe and Kadri, you can't put Nylander there? You could. And people are like, oh, the defense. Marner was no defensive stud. No. He's just out there because they, they work well together offensively, but he's yeah. not he's not a shutdown player. So please, please spare me with this. Matthews is not as good as Marner now. Marner is a good player, but nobody's, nobody's second-guessing who the top dog of this team is. And I don't think Mitch is either. Mitch is a good, great player. Yeah. Fantastic he... hockey player. But Matthew's had a bad series. It doesn't mean he's the worst player of the big three now. 
Ne- William Nylander scored a goal. He didn't score his first goal till what game? Six. Six. He had that one, that goal uh, to put them up two one. Yeah, that was with Kadri. It was. Uh, Zaitsev have shot. Yeah, it was just a, I think. What, uh, I think well, it was no, just that was when that was when Babcock was experimenting with the Placanic, Marlo Marnolai, and then he had Kadri Janssen and Willie and Willie. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just it's frustrating, and we're gonna be frustrated and looking for answers all summer. But okay, so this is where I, do you want to talk about the GM stuff or do you want to talk about the off season stuff? Surprise me. Okay. Um, we can talk draft. We can talk free agency. You can do whatever you want. I okay. can talk draft for days. Well, so I don't know if you noticed, but on the news came on Monday, right? The Ottawa Senators lost the draft lottery. I did notice. That was great. So did the Montreal Canadiens. And the Canadians. Montreal Canadiens basically lost the draft lottery because yeah. they got the worst pick. Um, the worst of the three. They also got a top three pick, so good. <laughs> good. How do you lose while still winning? Montreal can show you. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys found that out when Jason Wynn... Montreal, Montreal can show you. Just look at the Carey Price contract. That too. Um, so on Monday, I, I so I was writing this article. It was actually supposed to go up on Sunday, but I didn't get a chance oh, to finish shame, it. shame, David. I wrote about, is it time? this is time for Kyle Dubas to make his mark on the roster. Oh, did you so, write that before? So this article <laughs> went up. I, I wrote it. I finished this Sunday night. I didn't know this. And it went up Monday morning. Not even two hours later. So I'm out there. I'm tweeting this stuff. I was about to tweet it out. I see the tweet from the Leafs PR that Lou Lamarillo is not going to return. And I went, well, that is uh, some uh, unfortunate set of circumstances or some – as I said in the beginning, set of circumstances. Well, as I as I said in the beginning of this podcast, timing is everything. You sound like Mayor Quimby, sort of, from The Simpsons. A little Lou bit. Lamorello. Not bad. Not bad. Love the guy. Um, I'm. I'm he, not. He, if you he hears what? this, which I'm sure he won't, he'll probably have me killed tomorrow. So, pray for me. I, but listening to what Shanahan had to say, it did not seem like. He had it like he had it in his intentions for Lamarillo to be there after this year. Well, what it the weird thing to me is that they announced this, but Lou was asked about if he would return during locker cleanout, and obviously Lou's not going to say no, no, because that would be the headline of the day. Yeah, he's, he's not... going to wait. But the turnaround from I'm just going to focus. I believe the quote was I'm just going to focus on what my job is with the Leafs or something along those lines. Uh, and apparently and that then meant a couple a lot days of later. It comes out for the PR that he's not coming back. It's so, sort of like, I don't know. It, he obviously wasn't going to announce it there, but it's just weird no, how quickly and I, that came out after. I think he realizes, and I think now I've realized more so than now, who really runs the ship. Everyone would talk about lose rules and all that stuff. It's not his team. Well, the one thing that Lou made, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Travis Dermott, and Andreas Janssen obviously went back to the Marlies. And yeah. the Leafs were reportedly ordered to shave their playoff beards as soon as the series was over. Yeah. So Dermot said he had to start regrowing his playoff beard when he got back to Rico with the Marlies. True. So, lose rules still exist. They just Well, it existed until he's no longer GM. You know what was... Did Thomas Buchanan have his goatee in the postseason? Yes, he did. I didn't even notice because I'm just so used to seeing him with. I I didn't. I, I mean, it was kind of growing back. Like he had some facial. It wasn't clean. Yeah. No. 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 Um. But it's a it's a playoff beard. It doesn't. Have to be. But I was as I was kind of saying was that I 
people when we talked about it, lose rules, it's not his team. This is Shanahan's ship. He is the commander. He is the captain. He does whatever he wants. And I like that. The reason why I like that is because it seems like, I mean, yeah, he reports to the board of MLSE, but he's got the power. Now, some people say, oh, like, you know, well, if he doesn't make the right moves, he uh, he clearly has a plan. He may, he, some may, it may even not, call it a Shanna plan. Mm-hmm. Some may have not. Some may have, may think that he was wrong about how he went about not having the GM, the replacement GM, ready to go. But I think he he, he has he has a way of working things, and he does it in a way that people do not expect it. Yep. People you, you would have expected a GM to be ready to go. You think he doesn't have somebody? He does. He's had somebody ready. He and he yeah. Look, there's a there's a sense, and he re- and he even said it. This was a day for me to talk with Lou and get this all sorted out with him. Yep. Um, am were you, I? Were you in on that conference call? No, no. Okay. Uh, no, I did not get in on that conference call. I was. Where that was, was one of my favorite things to do at five nine. I was watching. They had us do conference calls. I was uh, watching Doctor Strange because I need to get <laughs> caught up on my Avengers. Out stuff. Of um, I just I just looked at the Twitter uh, con- like what people were saying, but like. Everything, everything from that conference call leads me to suggest, look, he he doesn't seem frantic. This didn't seem like a decision that came out of nowhere. Look, this is this is probably a decision. Like I said, that he probably had already made that decision at some point. Yeah. Um, but I think after that series, he it was more more so because he was like, maybe if we do move on, look, if they move on, we're not having this discussion. Yeah. The Leafs are preparing for a round two series, right? Yeah, like three days later. Exactly. So I think that's where people have to realize that this is not a decision that is made during the playoffs, like before the playoffs even start. This is a decision that's made after the playoffs. Yep. Um, Speaking of which, I mean, I think we both know who the replacement is. Yeah, it's Kyle unless, Dubas. Unless it's not, which would be... People, a massive slap people in the face. Are, people are bringing up the Mark Hunter thing. I brought it up as a joke. and it, People didn't take it as a joke. Mark Hunter has done a great job, Yeah, especially the 2015 draft, which was like talking but about trying to reversing a, the The core of franchise. your Toronto Marlies was that 2015 draft. Exactly. Right? You've got Timoshev, you've got Dermot, you've got uh, Karostalev, but he wasn't. He obviously didn't work out. Uh, Nielsen, Jerichols, Brocco. Unbelievable. Timoshov. Yeah, Timoshov was a fifth or sixth rounder. Fifth rounder. And Zirkles I think, was oh, I'd like to say DeRoche was in that draft as well. Sixth. So I guys think. that all had chances with the Marlies, two of them didn't work out, but like the others are core pieces. If you hit, I think the one they had and, actually Sorry, picks. Dermot is the biggest Dermot pick of that draft other, yeah. that's still in the AHL. Yep, well, NHL for now, or for now I, <laughs> I, I would say full-time NHL or next season. Absolutely. No reason why to think not, but we'll get to that later. Um, the reason why I say it's Dubas over Hunter, Dubas is it's it's Dubas over Hunter because there's no reasons. Look at look at look at what look at what the roles are. Dubas is right there in the right behind Lou in terms of positional. I would say Dubas is already running a team. He's running the Marlies, and that's probably the only reason he's not the GM right now is because the Marlies are still in the playoffs. That's also true, but I mean, 
I would that, I would argue that's the reason he hasn't been named yet okay. is because they don't want to name him right in the middle of his team and look, playing. And what's Mark Hunter doing right now? Scouting. He's scouting for the draft. He He's the think, assistant GM, you, but he's also the head scout basically. He's the head of development and scouting, Something I believe is that. Lines. Do you think Shanahan wants to take them away from that right now? No. Right now? I don't think so. I mean, Dubis isn't doing anything, I don't think, unless I'm They they probably He does stuff behind the scenes. He does. Like, Scouting is way more important, and you can't just take somebody away from scouting to do that. All these if, media. If I if I heard, I mean, Mark Hunter said it before he spends a lot of time in rinks. Do you, do you even know what Mark Hunter's voice sounds like? I can't. Recall. I do. I yeah. do. I just don't even know where Mark Hunter is right now. <laughs> Either I would go ahead and say he's in some random rink in Sudbury or something, or in uh, or overseas. Maybe he's in the Sioux because they had a pretty good Sweden. series going. Sweden. Because you know, apparently the Leafs really like overseas now for players. Not bad. I would. Uh, I mean, if the Leafs don't go defense in this draft, I'll just say that there's probably a forward from Russia coming. I would think, or Sweden, or, or a defenseman. From they're going to take. They're going to take somebody like Vladislav Kara last year, who was such an under the radar pick that he didn't even have a hockey DB page. True. Do you know how ridiculous that has to be? That hockey. HockeyDB.com doesn't even know who you are. There's a lot of people who have their own HockeyDB, right? Yeah. Um, This is where, yeah, and that's that's my reason. It might, I mean, Shahan might have another reason. Maybe he has to, maybe it's just for the board of MLSC, they need him to also explore other options as well. Yeah. It could just be. We won't know until a report comes out that he's met with another G- GM from another team. Because as we know, I mean, look, he and Luarmo were just let go on Monday, and there has been no reports of any meetings as of we're recording this. No. I swear something happens when I post this, I'm going to lose it. I'll check Twitter now. Um, awesome. No, News but I mean, be scrolling up and down the there had to be podcast. certain promises made to Kyle Dubas because he could and, very well have been. And to Mark Hunter, too, because look. Was, was it the Avalanche that asked to interview him last yeah, summer? It was. He could very well not even be in Toronto if they don't make certain promises to him about the future. Yeah. I mean, and then, and I think uh, Lamarillo knew that too. Oh, interesting. Was that? Just on the Marlies real quick. Jesper Lindgren's returned to Finland because he's not playing with the Marlies. They haven't played him in the playoffs. So he's is returning he... to train with HPK, which is the team he played for this summer. Are they, this year. The playoffs are done too, right? Uh, yeah, all the European playoffs are done, but he's going to train with the team because they're still over in Finland. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, That's interesting. That that's my take on it. I mean, then, what what also gets me about the whole Mark Hunter thing is that Mark Hunter seems very content on not being the frontline guy. Yeah, from what I can tell. Yeah, he's very much a behind the scenes kind of guy, which is cool. That's and you do, don't see him until the draft. Exactly. So, if would I be shocked if Dubis isn't if it's Hunter over Dubis? I will be, just based on where I would be uh, shocked, but. I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be like oh this is a pay, like this there's there's two top candidates for the job so that's possible but I don't think Mark Hunter wants that to be in the spotlight. No, he was a CHL GM I believe for London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was and the an, owner's an last assistant GM. coach. He did everything in London, pretty much. He was on he the owned, bench they with owned Dale. The, they own the team, so they yeah, can do yeah. whatever they want. He could have run the concessions if he wanted to during the game. Just it's like that England uh, that goalkeeper in England that went up and got a hot dog in the middle of the game. That was a great story. Sounds like sounds like a, a it was like a fifth division hot time. Yeah, oh, 
the worst. That was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when the draft comes around, I would assume Hunter will still be in his position, and this, that's the next thing to look is, forward to with the Leafs. Um, the AHL playoffs. When do they finish? Usually, same time as the NHL, about like early June, maybe. Do you expect a decision to be made before the draft, or do you think they're comfortable yeah. going to the draft? Well, as I is? mean, Mark Hunter uh, does all their picks, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's a necessary thing. But I think just for the sake of doing it, they'll name somebody mm-hmm. right away. Thirty-one right. years old though as a GM, that'd be crazy for Dubas. Are you comfortable with that? Yep, absolutely. He knows the team. He's been here for what four years now. Four years. Yep. Why not? It's not. It's not like a guy. I mean, like Arizona bringing Chaka in. He's a young guy, but he also wasn't. I don't believe he was in the organization. No, when I he was signed. So. Dubas has been around. He knows the system. He knows the players. And it's, it seems like and, the time's right. And, and until Lamarillo is officially gone, he's still there. Yep. Advising. Yep. Right. So. He won't allow Kyle to go gossip to the media about trade rumors. You're Kyle Dubas. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this out at you. You're Kyle Dubas. Your first order of business is what? Um, Keeping that fire Twitter page going because he has a great social media. <laughs> I haven't seen a post in a while. I'm pretty sure his, I'm pretty sure his cover photo is still Kermit sipping the tea, which it's is like... the best thing ever. He's got a little bit of uh, pizzazz to him as a GM, which is good because most hockey guys are just dull. He's not dull. No, no, he's a character. He he has some he has some uh, personality. Sorry, he, he's a character in a hockey sense. Yeah, he's out there in terms of what hockey is. So um, his first move. Yeah. Or what's your first order of business? It doesn't even have to be a move. What do you think? Oh boy. Um. Well, I guess the draft is the first order of business. Can you sign international free agents before July first? No. No. So, I don't think so the draft is. You get. No contracts being done none of that stuff no you can't until after the draft i don't think you can negotiate. there is one contract you can william nylander his contract he's an rfa this summer oh right matthews and marner <laughs> you can't do. i was gonna say matthews and marner you can only do yeah. after july 1st you're telling me that no other team has been negotiating contracts before the death like oh they, they do it and just not reported obviously every team does that are, you, are you convinced that Matthews and Marner will get done this summer? I hope it does. I think that's more of a Shanahan deal. Shanahan's going to I had, a, I had a weird conspiracy thing. theory. I don't remember from where is that if they don't get the if they don't get Matthews locked up, then Arizona is just going to throw everything at him to try and land him. <sighs> Let's not start that again. Like Shea Weber esque offer sheet. Well, they can only offer him how much. I, didn't they 15. offer them like 13 a season or something crazy or 14 a season and it was nuts Philadelphia I don't know ridiculous. why Na- I don't know why Nashville didn't do it I mean obviously the annual value but like with bonuses it was like 13 14 million a yeah. season um it's crazy how Nashville is totally different from that now from that time thanks Habs yep well not even the Habs just they they <laughs> they not even the Habs but they've still done, very much the Habs they've done what I'm I'm kind of not happy the Leafs didn't do, which was you draft defensemen, you develop them. You draft defensemen that at the time weren't exactly coveted. Yeah. Like Ryan Ellis was a good defenseman and he had a lot he, of pedigree he, with Canada. He had the pedigree with Canada, yeah. But, but he, he wasn't a top pick. No. He and, uh, I think it was he and Cam Fowler played on a pair together, and they were both late first-rounders. I don't even think Ellis was, Ellis Cam- was a first-rounder. Cam Fowler yes. was 24th pick. 
in his draft. No, class. Cam Fowler was really? uh, top five pick. Oh, you might be getting maybe him I'm mixed switching up. Me. You're mixing him up with someone. I think Cam I mean, Fowler is American too. Cam Cam Fowler. No, no, no. They played on a pair with Windsor, not with Canada. Oh, okay. they were on they were on that Taylor Hall oh. like dynasty team. Oh, okay, uh, Fowler was a top. I think he was fourth overall by Anaheim in that year. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, Ellis was the late pick. No, wait. I think Fowler was earlier than that because Brian Burke picked him up high. He picked him high that year because that was Brian Burke who picked Fowler. Okay, so Ryan Ryan Ellis wasn't too bad. He was an eleventh overall pick. And what was uh, and what was uh, Fowler? I'm pretty sure Fowler was fourth. He was right up there too. I, I don't know why. I seem to think that. Guys 2011. That would have been. 20. Ellis was drafted in 09. 2010 was the Sagan draft? Well, overall, failure. Really? Yeah. Who the hell am I thinking of that went top in that draft? Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't even know. That who didn't sound I? like a good O. No. Well, who was it? What was the top of that draft? Uh, let's check. And also, that the biggest steal they had of all was Roman Yossi, who was out of the, outside the first round. Yeah, I think he was second way up. Was he second rounder? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. But, they, but, but he... I think um, so. Good Branson went third overall. Oh God, yeah. Uh, Alex Bermistroff went eighth overall. Oh yeah. Oh boy, that's probably the one you're thinking of. Dylan McElrath went tenth overall. That's true. And then directly after, oh my God, Jack Campbell was taken eleventh overall. That's probably the highest a goalie's been taken in the last little while. Oh, Al Montoya. And that blew up in their face. Al Montoya was a sweet pickup too by uh, Cam. Cam Fowler was twelfth. Brandon Gormley and oh. Oh boy! Oh, Arizona blew it with Brandon Gormley because the pick after was Jaden Schwartz, and t- three picks after was Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh, uh, that was the St. Louis draft that they. You just gotta blew love up. the drafts when you go back to the. Oh, it's drafts. it's beautiful. So, this especially is especially when you. I I hate to self, I hate to hurt myself inside, but just going back to past Leaf drafts like, like JFJ era, Nonus era, Burke era, and seeing these picks like second third round picks and then seeing who was taken after oh it's like their depth drafting was awful except for a it's couple what, like Andre it's what Johnson. we call the modern day oilers drafting really the um, oilers are very bad at late round picks so except their, their last draft was pretty good i'll, I'll say I, Stuart skinner's like he's got like a 94 save percentage or something in the whl playoffs this year I, he's really good yeah i think you're starting to see that a little bit with the leafs though with dermot is the prime example of what can go right Timothy Lilligren could be that person, can be that player too. Morgan Rowley was their last first round pick for a defense movie before Lilligren. Yep. And he's he's the type of player that you knew, like he had the pedigree. A player like that that has the pedigree, and even though it didn't start well for him, can turn it around with the right player. Yep. I, let's preface this. As much as Timothy Lilligren is this future and he is going to be a star from all accounts from what we're especially seeing. offensively he's going to be a star yeah defensively we don't know i don't think you put him with the leafs next year no start i don't think so i think at, you do it a dermot again at the most you give him his nine games and then send him down do what they did with dermot which was you uh called him up does well he did well if he doesn't do well I think the playoffs are where you need to see a little. Like, Dermot was great in the playoffs with the Marlies, and that's what got him that recognition. And when when I did my draft targets post, 
If you want to talk about the draft, we can do it. Uh, we'll bit. save. We'll set okay. that aside for another time. I did a draft targets post the last one I did, and I had two defensemen and two centers down. Now I'm like the Leafs need to go defense. They I'm, need better depth in the system and more top names. They need more top end guys that you think can do something. Okay, I'm looking at their defense. I'm pretty sure Emilio Rasson is. He, um, Mike Stevens, who we know well from Leafs Twitter and yeah, uh, whatnot. He he reported today that uh, Rasson is skating with the Marlies. Okay, so he may get a shot. I don't know if they signed him to an ATO. I don't think. Uh, you'd have to, yeah. You'd have to. I think usually they don't try to sign them to the a- ELC because of the no. They do it in contract. the summer. The ATO they try because then it's just a cheap contract. Well, and it doesn't count on the books, right? Yep. So it counts. It counts on the Marlies. Yeah, but not the Leafs. Um. Yeah, because I'm gonna look at. Uh, let's see here in the system. That's what I need. I'm looking at the Leafs depth in terms of. By the way, Carl Grundstrom is making this team next season. I don't care. He's a machine. He, he is the reason. Look, and people I, say I rationalized Leo Komarov coming back next year after I've seen Carl Grundstrom play for the Marlies. There's no way. You got Grusham, you got Janssen, you got. I guess you'd have Levo Martin in the mix to try to make a roster spot. And you've next got season. Janssen, you've got Grundstrom. Frederick Gauthier is always there. I don't think he's going to play for the Maple Leafs next I, season. I don't think he's going. I don't. Well, think tell me, tell me a little bit because you you wrote about Parlin Holm. Tell me about him. He's a, he will most likely, if he makes the Leafs, will be a fourth line center. I saw that because I had checked his elite prospects page, but I it said he can hold down a fourth line center role in the NHL. But that was also a quote from his I, agent. So, well, but, but how many how many agents? Yeah, as you said, how many agents? That's are very willing, honest. Are willing to say my client? I'm my sorry, client's a I'm, first line star, future I'm, Hall of Famer. I'm thinking of like Paul Heyman. My client, um, Par. Well, Lindholm. Um, doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. Uh, th- this is the thing with um, trying to find like a list of least prospects. But like Grundstrom, he missed parts of the season in the SHL this this year. He yeah. had a knee injury, I believe. He did, and that's why. And that's and people. He, he played thirty five games still. He had seventeen goals. Yeah, like twenty four points. He only had seven assists, but. I mean, very good. He was playing with a lot of good players, too, which could help. He wasn't playing on the same line as them, as far as I know. They had, for Lunda had, Leas Anderson, who was the seventh overall pick last year. They obviously had Rasmus Dahlin. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were a good team. They didn't make the finals. Yeah, so I think with Lindholm, the big thing for him was he was the top center on a really good line in the SHL. Yeah. I mean, top five in scoring. Yeah. That's not something to laugh about. No, you don't get so. carried to a top five spot in scoring. No, and it it is the sweet shot. They they kind of equate that to AHL, and that's why people are not willing to give them. I think I think the biggest uh, I say his his ceiling is replacement Bozak. Uh, that's his ceiling. Is he more skilled than Bozak? I was trying to find clips. I, on him. There's not much. He yeah. played. He played for Sweden during the Olympics. And again, you can't. Well, find now that he's with the Leafs, there will be more that comes out. Yeah, you'll it's s- like when I was when I was doing draft profiles on the Leafs last year. The only yeah, videos called, I could like, find of like Cara. I don't see him playing at the rookie tournament because I don't think Altonen did. No, no, no. He's, he's what twenty six. He's. Not I think play. he's similar to what Altonen is, but maybe because he's older, he might have a little more offense. 
How tall is he? Because I saw that some people said he was six two, and then his pages say he's five eleven. You usually go with what the page has. Yeah, he's, he, he's not small, but he he's not big. He's about he's a like, he's average height. He's like five eleven, like one eighty something. something. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, um, going back to the defense though, I'm yeah. looking at okay. Let's say since uh, Hunter took over, because mm. Valiev was a lot was picked the only defensive pick in 2014. So since 2015, you had Lindgren. Nielsen, Dermot, Desrochers. I Nielsen is he's got to turn things around if he wants to. Even Desrochers playing college, University, college yeah, University of Western, Western I yeah. think, yeah. So he's probably pretty far fetched that he's going to. And then you got you got other defensemen like J.D. Greenway, I Keen like Middleton, Nicholas Madsen. And you have to wait for these guys to get to the Marlies. Yep. The Marlies N- are going to be the next factory of... Greenway defense. is the only defenseman I'm looking at is like a lot of upside out of that class. Mm-hmm. Keaton Middleton, we saw him in the rookie tournament. He had a lot of turnovers. He was more of a defensive guy that's just big yeah. and hits people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then Madsen is kind of the same thing. Madsen's the same... And then you look at this past year's draft. You got Lilligren, Rassinen, Gordive, and O'Connell. I love the first two, Timothy Lilligren and Emily Rassinen. He could be. He. I don't know how skating has come along since Rassinen. Yeah, since he was draft. still a pretty good skater as far as that. Well, we we again we saw him at the rookie tournament and he stood out for good reasons. I would say he's yeah. a right shot as well. He didn't put up the same. Like, he missed some time with. Kingston. He was flying out of the gates. He had yeah. a great start and then started to tail off a bit. Apparently, there was. I think part of it also had to do with him not dressing for Finland in the World Juniors. Yeah, that's probably a big deterrent. But they also had like what five first rounders, five, five out of six first round picks. <laughs> on like on it wasn't even close either. I think Yokoharu was the Henry Yokoharu from the Blackhawks was their last pick, and he was like twenty nine thirtieth. Yeah, and Rasnin was like early to mid second rounder so like i mean you had one spot and it was just whoever beat who out in camp whatever ian scott he's uh i don't know much about him he came over to play for the marlies he's the third he he had a shutout didn't he or he he did really well in his debut i don't think it was a shutout but it was close um um cara we don't know much about gordev um it was a shutout Really? No, nice. sorry. No, no. Was it like one goal or two goals? No, sorry. Like it was three goals. Yeah. Still not bad. Really? He. Uh, oh, there was. Uh, who was I thinking of then? I don't know. I mean, Sparks has been shutting everyone else, so maybe I just got confused. With Ryan that. O'Connell is playing at oh, BU, I'd like to say. Is, he, is that where he's. Is that? I'd like to say BU, Boston College or Boston U. One of the two. Let me look. He's a guy that's going to take he, some time. The. The last guy I can remember that was big that was drafted out of high school like he was is Mark Jankowski. They made a lot of a big deal of him, but he was okay. also, I believe, a first rounder uh, for the Flames. Fedor Gordiev. Yeah, he's playing. He, oh, sorry, Ryan O'Connell was drafted last year out of St. Andrews. Played this year for Penticton in the BCHL. Okay. And next year he's going to Boston U, and okay. he's still nineteen, going on twenty. I see. So he'll be all right. All right. He has time. Well, we'll we'll look at draft stuff after. Um, J.D. Greenway, though, keep an eye on him because he's big and he throws his body around and he's almost he like his, almost like his brother. Yeah, no, exactly like his brother. He throws his body around. He can fight, I believe. He missed a lot of this season with. Um, there was something going on with personal reasons they never got into. 
I'm assuming there's just something in his life that had to be so fixed. His brother yeah. played in the playoffs though, and he's got that pedigree now because his brother is a very good player. He could be, he could turn into something. It's just his offensive game has to come there. Yeah, he's more of a defensive guy for now. I think so. And there's a guy he's going to be playing with next year that I really like for the Leafs to take. Oh yeah, that we can get to another time. Yeah, we're gonna do a whole draft. As I will write my next draft post. We'll do another draft. Uh, pro- draft. Uh, Are we doing another mock draft? We won't do a mock draft. It's just, as much as you like doing them, uh, love it. I just think we'll do something just because we just people just want to know what the Leafs are all about. Yeah, of course. I don't care. Um, we can if you want to do a mock draft. If you want to give me your picks, we can do that. I just don't want to do. We're not going to do the what we did last year. Obviously, we don't have the same. I can do but, a written one if you want. No, we can do it. You're already doing written ones. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I might do my own mock drafts because I'm gonna do, we're gonna be like NFL.com. I'm just gonna sneak in there with just make every one of our writers do a pod. Do no, a listen, mock draft. I, no, I don't want to have to keep editing those. They're, they're <laughs> long. It. it takes so long to edit. I, I enjoyed right. the last one I did because I, uh, I you did those. I went a little codes. bit out there. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> with a couple of my picks, it's like ten, ten, ten uh, words. Generally, I do like the safe pick mm-hmm. and like. But a couple of them was like, hey, this guy's flashy. Let's take him. Exactly. So check that out, please. So I need the moral support. If you're the Leafs this summer, yeah. people are saying defense is the priority. It is. Where the heck are you going to get the improvements on defense? Could not tell you. Trade Nylander, I guess. <laughs> okay. I will Nick riot. Kiprios, I have no problem with him making statements like that. Glenn Healy kind of do have a problem. Can I tell you I ran into Glenn Healy? No. I didn't talk to him. He was uh, I was in Town Center like two weeks ago. And, and he was walking through the mall. Damn. It was too bad I wasn't going to say, oh, Healy, huh? Nylander for uh, a defenseman, huh? What type of defenseman is William Nylander going to pick up? If Taylor Hall went for Adam Larson, what Hold is on. William Nylander? Taylor Hall would have landed a better defenseman had Peter Shirelli just fielded more offers. Yes, that's true. Uh, or not or Cody Cece which could have been way worse which could have been way worse it's like basically a replacement player (laughs) Um, boy if we were talking about that and I think and I think and I think Healy said Nylander and a pick that's what floored me about it yeah I mean look and he's he's not suggesting that's gonna happen he's just saying that's what he thinks would need to happen if the Leafs want to get a defenseman but what defenseman is out there that the Leafs can trade for Rasmus, uh, sorry, Rasmus Dalin. <laughs> Rasmus, no, no, sorry. Did you see all the crazy trade scenarios involving the first pick? No. Or Ras, Rasmus Ristolainen? There was one, I think, okay, by so Jim Matheson. I was, I kind of stopped myself because it's Rasmus Ristolainen. I, I believe, I believe it was Jim Matheson who's an Oilers beat reporter, and he said, "What are the chances that when the Sabers draft Dalin, they flip Ristolainen to the Leafs for Nylander, so both Nylander brothers can be together?" I don't I see like, that. You're just throwing crap at the wall and hoping. First off. How funny would that be to have Ristolainen and Kadri in the same locker room? You should just play them on the same line, just like I don't think every... Ra- Ristolainen is not a very good defenseman. Offensively, he's not bad. He had a lot of praise coming out, and then the Sabers killed him. Yeah, the Sabers are going to kill a lot of players because uh, Zadorov doesn't look so bad now in Colorado. Not no. the greatest, but he's serviceable. Yeah, he was. They, not they had both NHL. of them. He was not an NHL player. And... I believe they were the same draft because they were both on London. At the, and I remember watching London used to have a show on TSN like a like a 
24-7 style show behind the scenes because Marner was on that team as well before he was drafted by the Leafs. Yeah. So I watched it. Uh, let's see. Um, Zadorov was taken in the 2013 draft. I thought 2014. He was right. taken 16th overall by Buffalo and 8th overall. Yep. He's still lining. Wow, they had two almost lottery picks. Josh Morrissey went 13th in that draft. He's looking pretty good. You give these the guys time to develop. Yeah, they're hitting on those... Shea Theodore was 26th overall. Yep. Cool. What did Leafs pick that year? 21st? Who would they take again? Don't make me do this. Don't I'm make making me you do, do it. This. Say it. <laughs> Fred. Say it. I can't do it. Frederick Gauthier was the pick. Oh, my God. That was the that was the draft before I got into drafts where I thought Max Domi would fall to the Leafs at 21. Or the Leafs are going to trade up yeah. to try to get, to <laughs> get Max Domi just for funsies. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's defense. I, I, I didn't even. How did I not even realize that? I realized for all this time, what center could the Leafs have gotten other than Gautier? And I think that, that was the last draft where the Leafs drafted like morons. Twenty sixteen. They drafted for debatable. need rather than for best player available. You look. They at, went from players who have I, done better than Gautier. Everyone. Andre Burakovsky. <laughs> Every single pick. Anthony Duclair. Like drafted after him? Yeah. Okay. Anthony Mantha. Uh, Mantha was 20th, so that was one pick yeah, before. I think that was a guy they were pro- – no, they probably wouldn't have drafted him because not a center. I don't know. Truculents. Hey, Jake Gensel was a third-round pick. Oh, come off of it. But He's also, also the, a college the, player, and they're a gamble sometimes. The Crosby effect as well. Ryan Hartman. <laughs> How's Aston Reese doing right now? The guy's a stud. Well, didn't he get his jaw broken? Yeah, Tom Wilson sort of did a number on him <laughs> yesterday. But no, uh, Miles Wood was not a terrible pick by the Devils. Darnell Nurse was the seventh overall pick. I can't. Oh my god! I remember that because Donovan McNabb was at the draft, <laughs> and I used to love Donovan McNabb. Shea Theodore was twenty sixth. I can't believe that. I didn't well, realize. I was, thought he was before Neil, uh, before Gautier, but then I was like, he Anaheim. Didn't, he was didn't really good. come out as a top. Draft pick until he played for Canada at the 2015. And he, now World he's Juniors. a now he's a formidable top four defenseman yeah. for Vegas. Vegas, and I think he's right handed too. Yeah, that's a guy I wanted the Leafs to trade for, Shea Theodore. So he's a left handed shot. There were a couple guys last season that the Leafs could have traded for that would have that all ended up on Vegas. Oddly enough, not oddly enough, but I did that too. Theodore Colin Miller would have been Colin great. Miller McNabb. I think was another potential McNabb guy. possibly Nate Schmidt. All those guys. Could help the Leafs. Yeah, you know, oh. Vegas is in the second round. The Leafs aren't. Man, just it's just one of those things where you look back at these jobs and you just go, How, "What were they like? What was uh, oh, what's his name? Brad Ross. He was taken third. That was a famous round. Leafs miss. Third round, I think. That was a famous Leafs miss. Brad Ross. I got it right here. So Brad Ross was taken. 43rd overall in 2010. Yeah, that's what it was. Brad Ross was 43rd. 45th overall was Ryan Spooner. Oh, yeah. 46th overall was Martin Maringen. 47th overall was Tyler Toffoli. There you go. That's what I was getting to. Uh, 51st overall was Kelly Arncroke. Oh, uh, Justin Hull, 54th. Jason Zucker. This is a nice little walk down memory lane. <laughs> okay, we got to stop doing this because I'm going to lose. I'm going to throw Calvin Pickard my laptop. was also 49th. You know that gif of the monkey tossing his laptop off the desk? That's going to be me in a couple of seconds. Um. Yeah. So as we we're saying, defense. As we've shown, you can get a good defenseman in the draft. Yep. The issue is, it takes time. Yep. 
Um, I think Theodore was like Anaheim was pretty good with how they did it. Was that? I mean, it was also well, they drafted all per- their defensemen. Look at their core now. They've got Manson. They've got Montour. They've got Fowler. I will say this was pre Carlisle, so they were able to draft these guys. <laughs> good one, Randy. Yeah, he's gone. I I don't see how he <laughs> sticks around in Anaheim after that. That was the least graceful. Way he to go out of so he was drafted in 2013, and he was one lot one more season in the WHL where he has 79 points in 70 games. Pretty good. Pretty good. Then he was in the AHL for four games. Sorry, you know he went back to the WHL for half a season. Or something like, sorry, he went to the a- the WHL. Then he came to the AHL, finished up there. You know, then, there's there's a couple people that I'm just interested with the Leafs. Greenway's one mm-hmm. because what I saw of him, his draft package that they put together, he looked like a very good project. But the, but the thing is, a guy like that's going to go to the Marlies. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not looking for him to come out of college and but be the, the savior. But this is the, this is what people are wondering: is how you're going to impact a team that. It's looking to move past the first round. <laughs> Obviously, can't do it with this dra- with de- this defense core, this decor. How do you make that upgrade to get better for next season? There's a couple options. That, what are the Leafs' range that they could take that could help them next year and could, after a year of college, make it to the AHL? Okay. And then progress forward. Now, I'm talking about... Gre- Greenway had 31 penalty minutes in 12 games this season, by the way, so he's got to cut down on the... Or, Cut down on the penalties, be a little more disciplined. Could be also fights. You said he likes to fight, so that I don't know if they fight in the NCAA. I would fight. Ask, ask Jake about that. I would fight in the NCAA. Um, yeah. So, um, this is what I. This is just what I I don't see. People are talking about maybe I, this is just something that was thrown around. Dougie Hamilton in Calgary. That that'd be nice. If <laughs> Leafs might have already had him. Again, we're gonna do this. <laughs> oh, those wounds never heal, Dave. They just because we never let them. No, we never do. Um, I, I just I don't see. Look, the best defenseman in free agency is John Carlson. There's a fair to good chance the Capitals don't have the money to re-sign him unless somebody takes on Niskin and Norris. But what? But what did the Capitals do last time? They traded guys out. They could. I do don't. That again. I don't think anybody's taking Matt Niskin and Orpik on that salary though. Especially at their age, Vegas. Also, Orlov's making five point one. John Carlson was on a deal and a half. He was making like three point nine a season. Uh, I can tell you in a second. John Carlson was making his cap hit was four million. <laughs> Salary was four million. Get well, out of here. his cap hit was just it was it's enough to say four million. And he had what seventy uh, something points this mm-hmm. year. I wonder if the Minnesota Wild revisit trading Matt Dumba. Because that was, uh, that not was after a the playoffs he just had. <laughs> he played well against the Jets. He did, but that might they also need to figure I don't, something out. I don't think out. Dumba's the solution. No? If you're trading Nylander, you've got to get a guy like Hamilton. That's a big guy that can log minutes and But I'm not su- I'm not suggesting trading Nylander. Oh. Right? Well, I think that's what Calgary's suggesting if you want. If Hamilton. you want if but I so I'm saying I'm not suggesting you go out and get a I mean you got if it means getting a Dougie Hamilton I'm not, Would I'm you not trading Nylander, no. You know, you're not. I mean, unless... Great, you have a good defense. Where are you replacing that 50 to 60 points in your lineup? It's not Janssen. It's no. not Kapanen. But that's the thing. You're going to lose JVR. You're most likely losing Bozak. Komarov just doesn't do anything offensively. You need to replace that. 
as well. I mean, look, I think, I think you're getting upgrades on not JVR, but Bozak, his his output can be replaced. He had what thirty forty points this year. Yeah, Janssen could probably do that. I think. I don't know. I don't know what Lindholm's going to be or if and, he's even going to be with the Leafs. And look, I'm going to say Mike Green is not coming here. Dear God, no. Do you look at a team like Vegas that has a lot of guys they have to sign and maybe guys that they can't afford to re-sign? Hmm. They have a lot to do. Yeah, they really um, they have something. I don't think James Neal will be back for that team, no. which will help them a little bit salary-wise. Uh, James and Neil won't be back. There's some contracts coming off the books, contracts that are going to stay on the books. They have, they have a couple guys that are like, I don't know. Like, okay, I'm looking at the free agent market here. What is a Zach Whitecloud? Mm. <laughs> is Thomas Hickey a guy you throw something at? I would throw it at Calvin DeHaan. Is Calvin DeHaan? I He's believe was somebody that was a free as, agent. Is he? I can't even he tell. probably is cheap-ish. Let's be honest with ourselves. Roman Polak's going to be back next year in some capacity. I don't know. I don't think Connor Carrick's has had a defenseman. Yes, and neither is Martin is a, Calvin DeHaan is available too. See, that's somebody that I would look at and throw like a two and a half, three mil contract at. I I just I can't see where they're going to get free agency wise. There's nothing, nothing. Maybe no. they find a guy that you look at the money ball effect. The guy that maybe was underrated or see, but Vegas. The thing with Vegas is they have Nick Hag, they've got Eric Bronstrom both coming up. They have Philip Holm, who was a top. They're going to all be in the AHL, though. I know, but they have replacements for those guys, so they can let them slide. I don't know. That's just... There's going to be something happening, because... I'll I'll look through teams tonight and try and figure out, and maybe we can... I I just think, though... I mean, mean, we talked... This is going to be Dubas' show. Hmm. He's had Nylander as a player in the Marlies. He knows. And maybe this is the year Nylander moves to center, which would solve a couple of the problems for the Leafs. Yep. It would open up another here. problem, though, because you need somebody to play with Matthews. I'd yeah. put Cappy or Janssen up there just for fun. What I would do... Cap it in with Matthews would be a lot of fun. If you're not... Okay, this is one of the things you two things you could do. Move Marner to math with Matthews, Nylander to play with Kadri. That's a switch you could do. If you decide that you don't want to do that, fine. Could you not find someone to play with Matthews? Yeah. Um, Tyratty just got a new contract because he put pucks in the net for Connor McDavid. I mean, it's possible. You're looking at free agents. Guys that... Uh, I'm trying to think of guys that would work with the Leafs. <laughs> I think Raleigh Nash could be an interesting uh, guy to look at. He's going to yeah. get paid, unfortunately, so that might be a little out of it. Uh, I think Jake had mentioned Patrick Maroon. I don't think he's going to play with Austin Matthews, but he's a guy that you can get. He's a guy that's played with McDavid, though, and he, he knows the role. Yeah. He's not trying to be something he isn't. Hey, if Rick Nash wants to take a <laughs> discount, imagine Rick Nash playing Rick Nash. with uh, Austin Matthews, though. He's got to get some stronger sticks, though, to play with the Leafs because he broke like four or five of them in the series. I'm, I'm saying they could do what they did with Patrick Marlowe. And say we'll give you money because they can pay him for the next, I think, couple of seasons, and still be okay. They, they, just, the Leafs just can't afford to do a seven-year <laughs> deal. What happened? I'm just, I'm on cap friendly, and there's a so am I. Like signings, unrestricted free agents, and then there's a popular buyout section. Jake Gardner's on the top of it. I already Jake know that. Jake Gardner's one. there, and so is Matt Martin. I didn't even see Jake Gardner. I was Matt laughing. Martin is not. I was laughing out. at Matt Martin. 
You, you're better off. He's going to just... get traded, I think. To who? I just don't know. He's not going to sit there and be a scratch. No, he won't. And they're not going to put him with the Marlies because you'd have to play him. If an NHL guy going down there, you have to play him like top two lines, basically. You can't bury him on the fourth line of an AHL no. team. I think he likes it here and he. Yeah. But I think I've seen a lot of Islanders fans saying they wouldn't mind him back. If, if something could work out, I mean. Come on down. That's what I was Conditional saying. fifth? Sure. I don't know. I, I think... On the condition that Matt Martin punches at least 12 people in the face. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do in free agency because nobody expects them to get Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. And uh, Lou said as much. Or Babcock said as much. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so. they didn't expect to get Hainsey either. So you never know. No. Your plan could go out the window depending on yeah, a I mean, and deals. Those guys, yeah. I, they, I think they just... They, if they're going to really want to get this defense better... It's not going to be a buy low, hope for a lot. They have to get somebody who has some a little bit of pedigree. I'm not asking for a top one defense. But like Hamilton, he struggled in Calgary too. He's not – maybe his value has gone down. I don't know. But yeah, I'm looking for – was Nealand or right wing with Matthews? Yeah. Him and Matt, him and Hyman are both right shots. They're playing mm. on the offs. Joel Ward, Scarborough boy. Yeah, let's not do Bring that. him in. I would like to see like a guy like Wayne Simmons. Oh always. my God, Wayne Simmons would be such a nice ad. Also, Scarborough. I'm I'm just trying to think of t- you. You ha- what I usually do is I look at teams. Like the issue with trading is some teams are just not willing. Bring to Bring in Ryan Reeves. He can play top line minutes. Thank you for Wilt's that. Wilt he elbows people in the face. Um, I I just look at teams that need to make moves that have what the Leafs like need what the Leafs have, and have what the Leafs need. Philly has some some D man. They need goaltending. But the issue, and I've someone brought this up to me too. I mean, someone brought up the possibility of trading a goalie. Joffrey Lupel's a free agent. Anyway, just walk, <laughs> just walk out now, please. Um, Ryan Klo is also a free agent. Oh, d- d- definitely walk out now. Um, is are one of the Marley goalies good enough? For a team to, I'm not saying trade a good festival, but maybe a package gets thrown in. Maybe. I don't. I just. I can't see if, especially if the Marlies do really well in this playoffs. I cannot see Garrick Sparks back with the Marlies next season. I can. I can't. He's he's gr- he's great. He's good, but I think he's he, I think he's also a, he needs a new contract. So guess what. You would tender him if he doesn't sign his tender. Or I think that's how it works. Yeah, he's gone. Tender him an RFA deal. Uh, let's see here. I got a okay. Bolt Cascasuo. I don't know what the deal with that is because they didn't even have him on the roster. He's been they, in the E pretty much the entire year. Or no, he was loaned out to I think to oh right 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 Chicago. Yeah, because Vegas. I don't think it was that was when Vegas needed gold. That's right after they traded. Pickard, they loaned I'm, I'm a moron. Sparks was signed to a two-year deal, so he's up next year. So he has another another year left. McElhenney is he can't be waived. Obviously, he uh, can be obviously waived, but the Leafs don't want to lose him through waivers. No, and I think people see he's actually a serviceable backup. And look, well, there, he's, yeah, there's enough teams that need a backup that he won't make it. Would a team trade for a backup like McElhenney? But the uh, thing is. Is is for the right price. I mean, the Leafs gave up picks and whatnot for. I mean, but look, McElhinney is signed for eight fifty next season. 
why are you getting rid of a guy like that? Why, why would you think of getting rid of a guy like that? But if you have to make room for a backup if you're not using him as your backup. That's, that's true. Thing. But that's why I'm saying like, you trade a guy like Pickard, who's also an RFA, oh, to a team. He was only making a million. And he's 26. Like He's a guy that I thought didn't deserve to get sent down to the AHL. I thought he was he could be an NHL goalie for a team. Like, look, I look at a team like Philadelphia, who still needs a goalie. I look at a team like I'm just looking at teams that goaltending failed them. Um, let's do that. I mean, I'm not. We're gonna go through this again of like what the Leafs are gonna do. One, and all one team that gets praised for their goaltending. The Islanders need a goalie. Islanders need a goalie. The one team that gets praised for goaltending but has a serious backup issue, I think, is Winnipeg. Yeah, we saw Steve Mason as an. But they have, but they have mess. Michael Hutchinson, who they think can step up. They have Comrie. He's a yeah. No, no, no. They're fine. Just this season, I don't think yeah. the Winnipeg Jets, but they need to get out from under Steve uh, Mason. St. Louis Blues potentially need a guy behind Jake Allen because Carter Hutton might be gone. Um, Carolina. the Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina is a tire fire. But they yeah. they've got Darling, so I don't know what that's gonna work. Uh, the Senators. Colorado, Colorado to a degree work. needs a backup. Calgary Flames, they were a big. That was a big reason why they didn't move on, or they didn't make it. Uh, let's see, Buffalo, <laughs> definitely. Buffalo. Why wouldn't Buffalo want one of those two guys? They, they. I think Chad Johnson's going to be moving on, and he, well, after those comments, yeah, he's done. Yeah, he made some comments that didn't uh, weren't very flattering. Uh, the Panthers. Oh no, I was going to say Dallas, but Dallas has been. What if uh, Longo decides to retire? He James did. Reimer time. And you need a backup behind him. Um, yeah, Arizona could potentially will need a backup behind Rantz, I think. Depending depending on how... Um, Wedgewood, I think, is the backup for him. Arizona, yeah. Um, no, sorry, on, Darcy Kemper, and he signed. Never mind, they don't need a goalie. Oh yeah, they're good. Uh, they got crap goalie for too long. Depending on what happens with Corey Crawford, they're going to need a backup Chicago. True. Because so Anton I, Forsberg wasn't a but star. But at the same time, I think it's, if you're gonna, at least you're going to trade a goalie, it's going to be for a draft pick. Like, Pickard could land you a Oh, Edmonton. Throw. Edmonton needs a backup because Al Montoya was not the answer. So, but didn't they – wasn't Al Montoya re-signed? Maybe. Montreal also needs a backup because Antti Niemi's a mess. Yes, he is. Uh, but I think his contract is done. I have Any to relax. Been on New Jersey? Yeah. Wow. They ch- uh, how the mighty have fallen! Yeah, My it's, God, it's, well, yeah, he was he they, he was the savior of Carolina before Scott Darling. He he was he was okay. He wasn't the best. Yeah. So I don't. Know, it's gonna be very. I don't. I don't suspect anything to happen before the draft for the Leafs. Hmm. I just maybe a contract gets signed. Maybe because I think Nylander and uh, sorry Nylander, Kadri and and Raleigh were signed. Before the draft, I think they yep. were signed April. In April, so if that's how Shanahan usually operates, that could be an interesting. Yeah, Montoya signed next season, so oh god, Edmonton's gonna have fun with that goaltending. Yeah, enjoy. So I don't know. It's gonna be very, very interesting. Um, we haven't even got to Blue Jays, but I don't feel like doing nope. Blue they Jays lost today. today. Screw it. Did they lose? Uh, they were down four nothing. Okay, so they probably lost. Uh, but we'll get to them. I, I we've been neglecting them, but they're just they're in the just beginning of their season. There are some there are some talking points. I'm I'm just kind of waiting to see how things are shaking up for them. I usually wait until at least two months to really know what you it wait seems until like. Like June, 
like yeah. end of June until May, start May really is a good it. month, usually a good month for the Jays, but June is a good time to know what a team's position is. Yeah, really we're, I mean, it doesn't mean we're waiting until June to talk Blue Jays. We'll talk before that because there's only so much we can talk Leafs. Raptors are the number one right now, so that's probably what we'll talk about next week. Let's probably hope they're in the playoffs by the time we talk next week. That's true. They could be eliminated by that time, but let's uh, knock on with it. That does not happen. Um, knock on your head. That's lame. Um, want to thank you for it's, it's jo- like a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. Want to thank you for joining us again on the Tip of the Tower podcast. Uh, again, we always want to hear your comments and any questions or anything like that. And we are, I don't know how it's working, but I got an email today about some potential changes with the podcasting stuff. Um, but we'll see how it's apparently going to be a little more user friendly for smartphones and stuff. I don't know. Solid. I have to go through the, what I have to do for that. Um, so yeah, block talk radio, I think we'll still be doing it with them. Also keep, uh, keep looking at all of our Austin's got his draft stuff on the website. If you like looking at draft stuff, new stuff coming. Yep. We got TFC still playing. Uh, so we still got a lot going on with them. They lost Drew Moore for, I think, a couple of months. Playing. Which is not good. <laughs> like but Michael Bradley had to play defense. Let's not forget. That was the one thing about that game. Michael Bradley played defense, which is not very easy. As an Italian, we know how important defense is, okay? Yeah, you, fin- you finish like a defender in that battle issue. <laughs> Thank you. No Michael Bradley doesn't. That's a good note, Dan. <laughs> exactly. Um, the bull, and we're going to. I know I got to get back into Blue Jays, but uh, Marcus Stroman, I'm going to write something on his struggles because he's struggling. And Jay Happ, I would say, has been my. It's just a couple of Blue Jays notes. I think Jay Happ has been my most impressed, like the guy who's impressed me the most so yep. far. So, Lourdes Gurriel's hire is fantastic. Yeah, lots, yeah. lots to look at, uh, lots to keep up with. Just head over to tipofthetower.com for all the latest. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. I know I've been really, like, what's the word? Slacking. I've been slacking a lot on Twitter. So. On your social media? Yeah. I can't get with it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. But we'll get there. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for following us. Uh, check back again next week when we, or maybe a little less than a week. See how things uh, shake up. And we'll uh, hopefully have better things to say about the Raptors this time. All right. Catch you next time. Bye.